Welcome to the Powerhouse Youth Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us today, and we hope that this builds you up and helps you live out your faith. Enjoy the message. Are y'all doing good today? Are y'all like happy to be here? Are y'all like asleep or awake, alive? Yeah, okay. Who could use a nap? Okay, y'all, so before I even like get on topic, I'm going to get a little off topic. Speaking of naps, there was this funny meme that made me LOL the other day. I got to read this to you. I meant to put this on the screen, but I forgot, okay? I don't think this one's back there, Dora. Okay, so y'all, I was laying in bed after a mad nap. I saw this meme, and I busted out laughing, okay? So see if you can relate. It says, have you ever taken a nap so good that you thought you missed the school bus, but it's Sunday and you're 32? Because <laughs> I, I just woke up from a nap. I had no idea, like, where I was. Have you ever had a nap that good? You're like, what, what? Dude, I had just woken up from one of those. I saw that meme, and I busted out laughing because that was just my life. I thought I'd, like, missed work or something and was like, <gasps> like, I didn't even know. I thought I died. Like, it was so crazy. So <laughs> uh, we've all been there. Uh, but, hey, a couple of things uh, real fast before we get into everything serious. Uh, I'm going to borrow one of these. Uh, you should have gotten one of these little bitty slips of paper in your chair. If you didn't look around, it's probably in the floor by you or something. Uh, but what I want you to do, even if you know you're going to lose this, take a picture of it on your phone. I'm going to kind of tell you what this is, Okay. Uh, so a lot of the churches in uh, the Texarkana area were working together this year as Fields of Faith gets closer. Y'all, it's two weeks away. Who's excited for Fields of Faith? Y'all, it's always awesome. Um, and so what we're doing, all the youth groups in town, we're coming together. We're having a couple of weeks where we're just standing in the gap. We're praying and believing uh, that God is going to move in a mighty way at Fields of Faith. And so uh, your part is to participate in this, okay? It's pretty uh, self-explanatory, but it starts tonight. You see 925, that's the date, September the 25th, today, okay? And we're going to read a chapter every day, and then we're going to take time to pray for the event, okay? So tonight after church, I'm going to challenge you. Go home, read what chapter? Can you read? No? <laughs> okay, so don't read Romans. Well, I guess it does technically exist. Romans 9.25. But read Romans chapter 1, okay? And then we want you to take just a few minutes and pray over the event and believe that God uh, will really move that night. And we'll see a lot of young people come to know Jesus. Amen? Amen. We're excited about that. Uh, Y'all, I'm not going to lie. I am a little bit relieved that I don't have to grow a mullet. Um, maybe we'll, we'll redo the, this deal like later on. Not next week. We got to give it a little bit of time. But y'all, I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to pull it off. Okay. But uh, yeah, I would have looked like a goob. It's okay. It's cool. Um, Y'all, I was especially nervous. Anthony, I think, posted a meme that made me, like, laugh real hard. I don't know if y'all saw this. Not a meme, an Insta story. I don't know if y'all saw that on Instagram. Uh, but, y'all, that made me bust out laughing the other day and made me also really nervous by how many people were sharing that. I was really scared. We were going to have, like, a billion people show up. I was like, how am I going to grow a mullet? Like, what in the world? Also, did y'all see the one of Lauren? 
Lauren, I'm sorry. I had to. Where are you at? Hey, Lauren. <laughs> She's like, what the heck? Okay. Uh, well, anyways, uh, man, we really hope, uh, man, that y'all are praying. Y'all be a part of our devotion time, reading through Romans. Uh, like I said, take a picture of that if you think you're going to lose a little piece of paper. Um, but who went to see you at the polo tournament? Mm-mm-mm. Okay, who feels bad right now because you didn't go to see you at the poll this morning? Let's be honest. You sinners. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you should have saw her face. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, um, you know, I was thinking, one, uh, it was really awesome. Uh, we had several leaders go out to uh, several of the schools in our area. Uh, I got to go to Pleasant Grove High School this morning. Yeah, PG Hawks. Y'all, we brought like a billion donuts. They were gone in like 2.5 seconds, literally. Um, they just inhaled them. Also kept some of the donut holes for myself, so they're delicious. Um, but we went, and it was an awesome, awesome thing. And some of our leaders or some of our students stepped out and just led uh, their school in prayer. Uh, they did worship. Man, it was, it was a great morning. And we posted some of those pictures on our story, too, if you want to check them out. Um, well, I'm so sorry. One day, one day, buddy. Um, but you know, man, I was thinking about some times when I was a kid that I like went to see you at the pole. Okay. So even when I was in like elementary school, um, when I lived in Alabama, we still did see you at the pole way back, way back when, um, why y'all laughing about that? What? Y'all why are they hating, Chloe? I don't understand. Okay. Anyways, so uh, when I was in elementary school, I remember being a part of uh, See You at the Pole. Man, our teachers were, you know, leading us in prayer. Uh, man, I wasn't saved at the time. And then I even remember a, a vivid uh, a memory in seventh grade. I was going to Redwater. I still wasn't saved. And I showed up at school. I had no idea that it was See You at the Pole Day. Anybody pull that? You showed up this morning. And you're like, what's everybody doing around the flagpole? Okay, <laughs> like I had no idea, and so I showed up, everybody's around the flagpole, so I'm like, okay, like, I go and like just walk over by the flagpole, right, and then I realize they're praying, and so, man, I just bow my head, uh, because one, you know, even though I was unsaved, uh, man, I still had like respect and, and wanted to honor God, right, and uh, you know, I was kind of thinking about it, uh, when we go to the, all these schools, there are just so many people that come out. Like, if you were at your school, I know even this morning, some of y'all were talking about, well, I had no idea this, this many people, you know, in our schools, they were Christian. And, uh, you know, you kind of see that. You see so many people gather around. You, were you there this morning? You, you kind of see, like, so many folks. Like, oh, wow, okay, okay, that's cool, that's cool. And, man, I kind of started to think about it just a little bit. And, and I, I think that there's, like, so many people that, that come just kind of to honor or to respect God, and they almost view that as their duty. Okay, because while you're there, and I'll just uh, say, um, while we were at PG, there was a handful of students that actually prayed. Have you ever seen that? Like you show up at CU at the pole, you're supposed to pray, but then nobody wants to pray. Was that you this morning, anybody? It's like, what, what are you talking about? Okay, so I, I feel like it happens a lot, and so what I, I kind of want to challenge is, just a little bit, I feel like there are a lot of people that have even respect and honor towards God, but God deserves more than that, right? 
God deserves our, our whole heart. God deserves everything. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, we make these events like See You at the Pole or even our, our church attendance on Wednesday night about respecting or honoring God. But, but God desires to have our heart every moment of every day, right? And so even last week, you know, when we looked at the story of, uh, of Abraham and Isaac and where Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son, God didn't call Abraham to sacrifice his son because God's crazy, okay? God did that so he could have the heart of Abraham, right? What, was, what had Abraham's heart before that moment? His son. Isaac was the most valuable thing, the most loved thing in his life, and Abraham had to be willing to sacrifice that thing to honor God, right? And so we talked about last week that even, and sometimes God calls us to sacrifice things so we can draw closer to him, right? Anybody, you've been there, God's asked you to give some things up? Only me? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, thanks, Jeremy, you got my back? Okay. Okay, because if you seek God for any time, God will ask you to sacrifice some things. And listen to me, young people, we can sit here like zombies, or you can realize that God has a greater purpose. He desires a relationship with you, and you can get excited about it. You can press in. You can seek him for it. Or we can be like everyone else who just wants to give him a little bit of our honor or our respect. Because, listen, God has called his people to more than that. Do you understand? God has called Christianity to be more than that. Do you understand? God desires his people to be intimate with him. And we've traded intimacy with God for intimacy with everything else in our lives. Snapchat, Instagram, boyfriends, girlfriends, TV, Netflix. We know the character on our favorite TV show better than we know the character of God. Right? Can we be real? Okay, and so, hey, I, I think our heart needs to shift just a little bit. And so that's what, man, I, I want to kind of continue in this, in this vein tonight. And uh, even before we uh, get started, I want to say a prayer. But uh, tonight, I, I want to talk to you about burdens. Okay, everybody say burdens. Not birds, burdens. Okay, uh, and uh, the title of my message is The Burden of the Savior. All right. So uh, if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 11. If you don't have it, it's going to be on the Sky Bible. The Skibble. Um, also, I'm just going to let, Miss Chloe, will you pray for us? Just as we go into the message, will you bow your heads? Um, dear Heavenly Father, I just, I pray that you open up hearts and minds to, um, to your words, Lord. I just pray that everyone is able to get something out of your word tonight, and I just pray that you, you're able to pour your spirit into these people, Lord, um, in your name, amen. Amen. Okay, so, uh, all right, who's got your Bible? You turn to Matthew 11, say, I'm there. If you're looking on the sky Bible, say, skibble. <laughs> okay, the skittle, okay. All right, so uh, we're going to jump around through several texts tonight, uh, but we're going to hang our hat and kind of keep referring back to this in Matthew 11. So that's why I want you to turn there. But listen to these, uh, these three verses. Okay, it's, this is Jesus speaking, and he says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Okay, who's heard this before? 
Okay, I kind of expected a few more. Okay, this is, this is a really popular passage, but tonight I want to kind of break this down, and I want you to think about the topic uh, of burdens. Okay, one, uh, this passage opens up uh, with powerful words from Jesus, and he simply says, come to me, right? Come to me, three words. And then he actually, the next, uh, the next word after the comma says all, everyone, everyone, uh, come to me. Okay, and so this is like a, a really big invitation that Jesus is making. He's extending this invitation to every single person. Every person, you, me, the person sitting beside you that smells funny. Some of y'all are like, yeah, I left practice, okay? <laughs> but listen, Jesus is extending that invitation to all of us, okay? And so, listen, many people... If we're going to be real, many people have this sort of depiction of God, and I want you to think about it for just a second. We have this picture of God that he's a big guy in the sky. He's ready to punish you, to hit you for doing wrong, for making mistakes, to shame you, to condemn you, right? Have you ever kind of felt that way about God before? I feel like there's a lot of young people in our culture that's kind of their picture of God, and, and listen, this is not God's character at all. This, this opening, these opening words of this uh, passage, Jesus says, come to me. Don't go away. Not I'm mad at you. Not I'm calling you out for all your mistakes. He says, would you just come to me? God is extending an invitation to everyone who is willing uh, to come to him, okay? And so he's, he's saying, bring your issues, bring your pain, bring your sin, bring your problems, Come to Jesus. Y'all, that's awesome. That makes me excited. And he says when we come to him, when we come with our issues and our problems, God will give us rest. He just says come. Okay, and I want you to think about the magnitude of this invitation for just a second. Um, no man can make this invitation. No man can say this. Okay, well, I guess he can say this, but he can't fulfill the promise. Okay, Jesus is literally saying, that's fine, bring whatever issue, bring whatever problem you've got, bring whatever drama is in your life, bring whatever your struggle is. He says, I'll fix it. I'm bigger than it. I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace. I'm beyond, I'm above your issue. Is that not awesome? So he's saying, hey, whatever it is. Y'all, some of us, we've got some pretty big issues. Can we be real? Chance, you got some issues? We know, we know. <laughs> Hey, listen, we've all got issues. We all have struggles. We all have problems. But what is amazing is that we serve a God who simply says, if you'll come to me, I'll give you rest. Listen, there are a bunch of young people in our culture that instead of coming to Jesus, you're running to everything else. No wonder you're not happy. No wonder you're not fulfilled. No wonder you're not satisfied. You're running to your friend, you're running to your boyfriend, you're running to your girlfriend, you're running to popularity, you're chasing after all these things, and the reality, God's word says, if you'll just come to him, he'll move in your life. If you'll just come to him, if you'll just bring your issue to him, he'll change it, he'll give you victory, he'll give you freedom. Hey, listen to me tonight. Man, some of you are here, and you're not here by accident, you're here because you need to come to Jesus tonight. Man, it's... It's time to stop running. It's time to, to stop living life your way, and it's time to choose God. Do you understand that tonight? 
Nobody understands it. Why are y'all so dead tonight? Y'all, thank you. Like, are y'all looking like a zombie? Listen, Jesus is the only one that can give us rest. Hey, I want you to look back at verse 28, okay? We looked at the very beginning. It says, come to me, and then it speaks, and it says, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay, and so this kind of topic we're on, it's, it's presenting the all who labor and are heavy laden. It's presenting the idea of carrying a burden. Man, it's, it's like a, a picture of walking through life carrying a weight. Anybody work out? Anybody go to the gym and just, like, take a pig, but you don't actually work out? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you just imagine, when we were in high school, there was this silly thing our coach used to make us do. And uh, we used to have to grab, like, a 45-pound plate. You know what I'm talking about? The guys here in athletics, you know. And he would just make you hold it above your head and just run a lap. Yeah. So it's like, just go run. And you're just like, what does this even do? Like, <laughs> makes no sense. Okay, can you imagine running through life, carrying a weight all the time? One, don't you think they look a little silly? I felt silly when I'm running around the lap, like running a lap, holding a weight over my head. Like, this makes no sense. Okay, number two, I was running real slow. I mean, I probably ran slow anyway, but I was running even slower, okay? So, listen, I, I think a lot of us, man, we walk through life, we carry weights. We carry burdens. We, we walk through life carrying these things that we were never intended to carry. Hey, listen, some of us in here, um, you might be carrying the weight of your mistakes. Have you ever made a mistake? Have you ever chosen to sin or do something you know that you weren't supposed to do, and then it just kind of eats at you? I have. It's like day after day. You just feel like garbage, right? Maybe, uh, man, there's something going on with, uh, I don't know, you and your boyfriend, you got in a fight, and you're just walking around carrying this weight, or maybe you got dumped for the 15th time, and uh, it's it hurts your feelings, <laughs> and you're carrying this weight. Hey, I also know who in here, you're busy. Maybe you're a little stressed. Hey, one, I think it is funny anytime junior high students raise their hand, they're like, I'm stressed. I'm like, just wait until you get older. <laughs> <laughs> just just wait. Taxes, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I stole Chance's joke. But hey, listen to me. Some of us, you can walk through life carrying the weight just of life. Hey, everything's a lot. It's it's a lot to go through and carry the weight of school and, and extracurricular activities and your sports team and band. Hey, some of us, man, our parents have gone through divorce. Some of us, our home lives right now are not very good. And you have to go home to that every day, and you carry that weight with you everywhere that you go. Listen, what is so powerful about this passage is Jesus just says, hey, whatever weight you're carrying, whatever problem it is, whatever your deal is, Jesus just says, hey, come to me, and I'll give you rest. Come to me, and I'll take care of the burden. Come to me, and I'll take care of the problem. And some of us in here tonight, you're, you're even walking, and you've been walking through life holding sin. You've been walking through life holding on to this thing that you know God has called you to get rid of. Listen to me. You're not designed to walk through life carrying such weight. But if you'll come to Jesus, I'm telling you, he'll give you freedom. I mean, he'll give you victory. He'll change your life. Amen? 
And so I'm telling you, God will. And so, man, I have good news. We serve a God that will take all of our burden. And, you know, uh, even right now, man, I want to invite my boy German up here. Where's German at? Oh, there he is. Hey, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to Fields of Faith. German is actually, uh, his testimony is going to be played on video while we're at Fields of Faith. Uh, But, man, he has an awesome story. And uh, I want you just to kind of listen to his story for just a second uh, because I think it really pertains to our message tonight. God has come and really taken some burdens and heavy things that have happened in your life, right? Why don't you tell us about it?
that time, I was like, because that when was my all the time when my mom was dead and everything? Like, I felt unloved. Like I was like I into this new this this my new family. Like I felt I felt loved, and also I feel loved by God in a greater way, in a much greater way. That's awesome. We're proud of you. Man, can you imagine, you know, some of this stuff happening to you when you're in sixth grade? Well, when I was in sixth grade, I was oblivious to, like, everything going on in my life, right? Much less my mom dying, all this stuff happening with my dad. And, and he had no idea where he was going to go. And there was a family that took him in as their own. And I'm telling you, God took the weights, these burdens and things that he was carrying of this situation that really seemed to be like extreme and impossible, God still met him, right? And over the last few years, I mean, German, I mean, God has transformed his life, right? Dude, I mean, you're not the same kid that you were when you started coming. But it's awesome to see. I'm telling you, God can take your burden. I mean, he can, no matter what it is, no matter how big it is. And uh, so I want you to look at 1 Peter 5, uh, 6 and 7. And it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time he may exalt you. And it says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Okay, the word anxieties in verse 7, it actually comes from the Greek word uh, merinai. I'm going to pretend like that's how you say it. Okay, but it actually means anxiety, worry, or concern. And the second definition is actually stop worrying and to trust. Okay, and so in this moment, when Jesus is saying, hey, come to me, uh, cast all your anxieties on me, all these things, he's saying, I'll take all of your anxiety, I'll take all of your worries, I'll take all of your concerns, stop worrying, and trust me. Is that not awesome? I mean, this is the message that, that Christ wants us to understand, that we serve a God that will take all of our burdens, all of our weights, all of these problems, and he'll restore you, he'll move in your life, and he'll bring healing and I think it's so awesome. And even in, in 1 Peter 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 24, sorry, it says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Listen, Jesus bore our sins on the cross. And he took on our burdens, our weights, the things that we carry Man, he took those things on and won victory over those things. Man, I think so many times we can come into church and we can act like this is like a nonchalant thing. But listen, Jesus won the victory for your problems. Jesus won the victory over your sin. Man, he wants to extend forgiveness and mercy. Man, by his wounds we are healed. Man, we can believe for healing in the name of Jesus. Man, I'm telling you, these are awesome promises that we've got to learn to, to hold on to. And so listen, man, everything that you're dealing with, man, all of us in this room, you've got a problem, you've got a struggle, you've got something going on in your life right now, man, isn't it awesome to know you've got a God that if you'll just go to him, if you'll just come to Jesus, man, he'll move in your life. But listen, we've got to come to him. Man, I want to shift gears for uh, just a second. I want to talk about something that was really on my heart that I haven't heard a ton of people talk about before. And this is kind of the flip side of this verse in Matthew 11. Uh, but I want you to look back at verse 29. We read this a second ago. Check this out. It'll be on the screen. 
It says, uh, this is Jesus talking again, same verse, same passage. It says, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Listen, a lot of Christians really like to talk about the aspects that Jesus loves to take our burdens, right? He, he wants to take your weight. He wants to take our mistakes. Like, we all love the idea of freedom, right? It's like America, yeah. But a lot of us, we don't really like the flip side of this. And, and this is what you actually see. Jesus wants us to give us or, or give him our burdens, our issues, our problems in exchange. He wants to give us his burden. It says, take my yoke upon you. Okay, do you, do you know what a yoke is, anybody? Not, nah, that's yoke. What? <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay, so listen, y'all, we don't really use this, like, I mean, day-to-day, nowadays, but in the olden times, man, they would take a wooden cross piece, okay, and they would actually lay it on the necks of two animals, like two oxen, they would use it to link the animals and for them to uh, work together to plow or, or whatever they were needing them to do, okay, and so often, man, they would actually pair an experienced ox with uh, a younger ox, and the younger one would learn from the older one, the experienced one, what to do, how to go, how to plow, how to walk in a straight line, what, what they're trying to do in this process. And, and listen, Jesus is saying, um, man, I want you to take upon my yoke. He's, he's saying, I want my people, people who choose to follow me, I want you to take upon my yoke to walk beside me, to follow me, to learn from me. This is, this is what Jesus expects from us. There's not an expectation uh, of just saying a prayer at an altar, but there's an expectation of taking on his burden, his yoke, and following him every single day. Do you understand that? Jesus wants to give us a burden. This is important that you understand because a lot of people don't really talk about this. Listen, uh, Jesus is expecting us to be willing to follow him, to learn from him. This is a call to submit to him. This is a, a call to submit to his lordship that our life is no longer about us, but it's about him, right? As a Christian, we're called to die to self. You ever heard this? I mean, this is what Jesus is, is talking about. He wants us to take on his yoke. He wants us to take on his burden, and uh, he wants us to take on the work of Christ. What was Jesus's work? What did Jesus do? He reached the lost. He reached the lost. I want you to, to even look at Luke 19.10. This is simple. This is Jesus speaking. He says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus wants to take our weight and our pain, but he wants to give us a burden as well. He wants to give us a burden for the lost people around us. And even in uh, Romans 10.1, this is Paul speaking. He shows that he has the same heart of Christ. He says, brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. Paul was all about the lost, right? Dude, let's, uh, let's just be honest for a second. Think about your own life. Some of y'all are already wincing. <laughs> my life's a joke. <laughs> But I want you to think about it. Let's be real. Most of us in this room, we probably live our life for ourselves, right? 
You probably like to do what you want to do when you want to do it. You don't like your parents telling you to do anything. I don't want to take out the trash, even though you'd pay for everything in my whole life, and I don't do a whole lot around the house. Y'all, when you get older, you're going to start seeing things a little differently. <laughs> Y'all, a lot of us, we, we live our life for ourselves, right? Listen, this is what Jesus is talking about here. Here, He's saying, hey, no longer is, is your life supposed to be all about you, but your life is supposed to be about my work. You're supposed to take on his burden, and it's supposed to be a burden for the lost. If we're going to be real, a lot of us in this room, we probably don't have a heart for lost people around us. Most days we go to school. Uh, most days, you know, you can go and play your sports. You can do all these things, and you never really think about someone and where they're going to spend eternity. Dude, the, the real scary thing is that there are tons of lost people around us. And every single day, you cross paths with people who don't know Christ. And the reality is, is that if they don't know Christ and they died, they would spend an eternity in hell. That's what the Bible says. Do you realize that? And you all kind of shifted in your chair just when I said hell because we don't like to talk about it. Listen, this is the reality. And, and the enemy wants to get us so focused on ourselves that we forget about the lost. The enemy wants you to get so focused on yourself, so focused about everything else in your life that, that you don't go about doing Christ's work. You don't carry his burden. And listen, Jesus wants to give you a burden for the lost people around you. Hey, I'm going to be honest today. Uh, we were at Pleasant Grove High School, and, um, you know, we were standing there, and I was, you know, so proud of a lot of our students that were willing to pray, that, that were really willing to do stuff. Uh, I mean, even Jack, man, he stood up in front of probably 80 students at his school and sang some worship songs. Jack, I bet you were nervous this morning, weren't you? He was shaking a little bit, but uh, I was rooting for him, okay? And then, man, we were in this group of like 80 students, all these people like gathered around for See You at the Pole, supposedly, or maybe donuts, I don't know. And, um, and so we go to pray. It's like, this is See You at the Pole. This is like prayer time. Like four of our students prayed, and then like everybody else is just like standing awkwardly, you know, around the circle. You ever been there? So then you start feeling weird, so you start looking at the ground, and you're like, mm. yeah. And, and I don't know, but like something in, in my heart just kind of started to get like a little bit aggravated. Man, and then I was standing there, and I was watching all these like students that were coming to school. They knew what was going on. They would just walk straight by, right? There was no care in the world. They didn't stop to even acknowledge God. And, and listen, if, if you didn't go, I'm not trying to throw shade or anything like that, make you feel guilty. But what I am trying to say is, man, the reality is there are so many people like this that walk by your school every single day. They don't know God. They don't know that he has a plan for their life. They don't know that he loves them. That they don't know that he cares for them. And if someone doesn't tell them, they can spend an eternity in hell. That's the reality. And listen, man, God has called us to be all about his work. I mean, there are a lot of Christians who are, who are really wanting God to come and take every burden, to take every weight, to give freedom. And I think that's great because God wants to do that. But he also wants to give you his burden. He wants to give you a heart for the lost. And I think most of us in here, honestly, we, we could have a moment tonight where we could just come before God and say, Lord, I don't, I don't care for the lost people like I know that I should. But God, I want you to give me a heart. 
I want you to give me a heart for the lost people that I walk by every single day. I mean, this is something that all of us need. And I want you to look at this in Matthew 9. This is my last verse tonight. This is uh, Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he says, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Hey, it's saying the harvest is plentiful. Lost people are all around us, but there are very few Christians who are willing to actually do the work of Christ. There are very few Christians who are willing to go out and to strive to win the lost. Man, my question tonight is, man, are you someone who's willing to take on the burden of Christ? Are you someone who's willing to say yes to his work and what he's calling you to do? Man, I, I know and I'm thankful so much that God comes. He carries my burdens. He carries my weights. He carries my struggles. Man, I need that because I'm not strong enough to do it on my own. But listen, I also know that God wants to give me a heart for lost people. He wants to give you a heart for lost people. Man, I'm telling you, if, if you can go a whole day without even thinking about it, without it even crossing your mind, I'm telling you, you need God to do something in your heart tonight. Because this is what every believer's life is called to be about. We're called to go on doing the work of Christ. And so I want to invite our worship team and everyone up tonight. Not everyone. Y'all stay there too. Just joking. <laughs> Sorry. But tonight, and I want you to just kind of think about your personal life for a second. And are you willing to make a shift? And are you willing to stop Living your life where it's all about you, it's centered about everything that you want. And to start living for Christ in, in a major way. And what would it look like if a bunch of our students began to have a burden when they went to school for their, their classmates, their teachers, their, their family members who don't know Christ? What would it look like? And how would your life change? And I'm telling you, you would begin to change the way that you live because you would have this burden that would overcome any anxiety to talk to somebody, any anxiety or nervousness to share your faith. You would care more about where that person is going to spend eternity. Listen, I, I really felt like tonight God wants to give us a burden for lost people in our city, for lost people at your school. And I couldn't quit thinking about that today when we were standing next to you at the pole with so many people that we're walking by, they don't know God. I'm telling you, this is what God's called you to do, is to reach out to those people. Amen? Amen. And so what I want to do, I just want to invite you to stand. And Everybody, you can just come down front. Hey, tonight, if what we were talking about here at the end, you just kind of recognize that you need God to give you his heart for people. And I'm telling you, I need this in a greater way in my life. Sometimes it's so easy to be busy or caught up in everything else. Man, that I, 
I forget about the lost people around me. And I'm telling you, God wants to give you that heart tonight. He wants to give you his heart. And so tonight, if that's you, I just want you to you to kind of lift your hand and wave at me for a second. If that's you, you say, man, I just need God to do work in my heart tonight. Amen. I know it's, it's quite a few of us. I mean, tonight as well, I mean, I want to talk to another group of people. You know, maybe you've been walking through life and you've been carrying a weight, you've been carrying burdens. Maybe you've been carrying just guilt and shame and mistakes or sin or things that are going on in your family life. Man, all this stuff can be heavy. I'm telling you tonight, Jesus will take those things from you if you'll give it to him. And tonight, you just say, man, I need to give some of my burdens, some of these weights I've been carrying. I need to give them to God. If that's you, I just want you to wave at me. Amen. That's me in a few areas, too. There are things that are so easy for us to carry. And we aren't designed to carry those things. And so I just want everyone to bow your heads. I want to pray over both of those groups tonight. If that was you, you can just extend your hands, just lift your hands just to receive from the Lord. And Lord, we say that we love you. God, we thank you for tonight. Lord, we do thank you that you love us. Lord, we pray first for this group of students. Lord, they recognize they have burdens, they have weights, they have things that they've been carrying in life, whether it's sin, whether it's issues with their family or, or drama or whatever's going on in their life. God, we just pray right now. God, that they would lay these things at your feet. Lord, and you would bring freedom. Lord, you would bring peace. You would bring victory. God, you would help them to overcome sin. You would help them to get beyond these things. Lord, we ask you to move in their lives tonight. God, your word says to cast our burdens on you. So, Lord, tonight, that's exactly what we're doing. Lord, we recognize that we need you. Lord, for the other group of students tonight that just recognizes that Lord, we need your heart. God, it's so easy to go throughout the day and not ever think twice about a lost person, not even care about where somebody else might spend eternity. Lord, would you give us a burden for the lost people around us, God, that we would care about? Lord, you would help us to see them. You would help us to have the boldness to share. God, that you would help us just to reach out, Lord, to be all about your work, to take on your burden to take on your call, to take on your work. And so, Lord, we love you. We say these things in Jesus' name. Amen.